Scott. Did you have kolaches for breakfast this morning? No, but I thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you're, you're inextric- inextricably. Uh, is that the word? Inextricably? That's a good word. Inextricably connected to kolaches for me now. So that's. I thought the same thing when I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I could use some kolaches. <laughs> Always. <laughs> so here we are. One of my favorite people. We're about to talk about one of my favorite things, bagpipes, and tie it into one of my favorite times of year, the Christmas season. What have you got on the plate for me, Scott? What can you tell me about? Well, thanks for the opportunity, James. I've got two tunes I wanted to talk about briefly. Um, one is from the Isle of Man, and the other is a Polish tune that both can be played on the bagpipes. So the first tune I'd like to talk about is a song called Egan Ons. And as you read it, it may not read the same way that you would pronounce it, but it's yeah. Egan's Bethlehem. And this is um, from the Manx Gaelic. It's a traditional carval or song. So like I mentioned, it's from the Isle of Man. Um, it's an old tune, um, but the tune was actually collected back in like the 1890s um, by a guy named W.H. Gill. And he also later composed the Manx National Anthem. I can't sing that for you, Um, (laughs) but it was interesting. So long before Christianity took hold in Scotland and Ireland and Isle of Man, uh, the Celts celebrated the winter solstice and the coming of light and hope. And so the echoes of paganism still resound in this 13th and 14th century tune, which is kind of cool. Like it's, it's an old tune. Yeah. Very. Let me just, let me just read like, the first verse for you. Are you, are you going to read it to me in Manx Gaelic? I wish I could have practiced longer <laughs> to do that. Here's the trans translation. Okay. <laughs> uh, now let us all this feast day keep with hearts and soiled and clean in memory of Jesus Christ, a Christ, a child in Bethlehem. But it's kind of cool that the tune is pretty simple. It's kind of a to call it a minor minor tune i i could just sing the tune for you which is kind of cool yeah go but for it goes it. yeah it goes something like this lovely yeah, so it's kind of a cool tune. But um, what I've got is a, a score to it. So if you'd like to play it on the pipes, um, there's also a recording that I heard from a group called Apollo's Fire. Um, they did a concert back in 2012, and oh, it's just beautiful. If you listen to the whole concert, it's really cool too. They play some other Celtic music. Um, and then I've got some links to some other people that have sung it. There's a lady, Ruth Keggins who's got a lovely arrangement. And then there's an Alexander Slater. Um, I think she sang it just a couple of years ago. I've got a link out on Twitter. Anyway, we've got a link for several different things. There's a Pamela Carouche who sang it back in 1968. And kind of an interesting story when she sang it, it was recorded, but no one knew who she was. And then I think it was just a couple of years ago, they were trying to track down like, who was this woman? And she's got a great voice and, Anyway, they finally figured it out and matched her up with <laughs> who sang it. So. Oh, I see. 
So yeah, now, this is this is really fun. I mean, with a with a tune this old, you can kind of expect that a lot of people will have done it. But it, it also yeah. like that's a that's a catchy. If you can use the word catchy, I, I'd sooner say maybe haunting, but in a positive way. Um, yeah, melody. It sticks with you. Is all I'm getting at, I guess. It does. Um, yeah. Its popularity yeah, it's is proven by the fact that it's still around after so much time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, what, and you can play it on the pipes. <laughs> help! Help my ignorance. Uh, I've I've always this is one of those things that I've always wondered because I encounter it in passing, but I've never taken the time to like type it into Google. Is mm -hmm. Manx in reference to the Isle of Man specifically? It is. So, yeah. So when I see things like Manx Gaelic or the the Manx Celts, etc., that's um the the people's languages, etc., that are specific to the Isle of Man. Yep. Or the Manx cat, even. What? <laughs> Whoa, I hadn't even made yep. that connection. Wow. There you go. Yeah, crazy stuff. Now suddenly the Manx cat is like a Christmas cat in my mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, any other notes about this this tune? No, really all that I've got. I, I just recommend playing it. I wasn't familiar with it. I started doing some research on it and kind of fell in love with it. So it's... It's one that I'm going to add to my Christmas tunes to play. Awesome. Well, and that, that list that you had um, of uh, links to people doing renditions of it, we'll include that in the notes for sure. So just hop over there and click some links and get familiar with this really pretty tune. Awesome. That'd be great. Cool. Now, Scott, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot here. I'm curious. Uh, do you have any <laughs> uh, like holiday treats or meals or food traditions of any kind, holiday favorites that you want to talk to me about? Or that I could convince you to talk to me about? Sure. Um, our family for Christmas morning, this is kind of fun. We make something that's called monkey bread. It's just um, like the Rhodes rolls that you dip in brown sugar and pudding and you bake. And so it's this really sticky, sticky um, bread. And we put it in a bump pan. So if you can imagine Christmas morning, you can smell... Kind of a cinnamon mm. flavored, super sticky that's going to get everywhere sticky, but just kind of a delicious treat. What kind of pudding do you use? Um, I think we do like a butterscotch. So you just kind of roll the bread in butter and then you roll it in uh, instant pudding and then you add some brown sugar and spices and just layer it into a, a bump pan and, and cook it up. I think that I've so. seen. I think I've seen monkey bread before because after it comes out of that bunt pan, it kind of ends up in like sort of sort of this pull apart sort of situation, right? Where you can kind of yeah. pull those chunks out that are the individual rolls all smushed together. Yep, very caramelized, very buttery, very gooey, very good. So. I I like it in that it sounds delicious, and the utilization of Rhodes rolls makes it simple, and so it's something <laughs> I could actually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. That's actually, that's how I make kolaches when I'm making them at home is I use Rhodes oh, Rolls. Oh, really? Yeah, I just let them rise almost completely and and I prep the filling and then I just basically smash that filling into the roll, you know, and kind of close it around it, then let them rise oh, another wow. 15 minutes and bake them. And it works out pretty oh, well. Oh, brilliant. That's really good. So may yeah. at this, at, may at this uh, special time of year, the people at, at the Rhodes bakery uh enjoy <laughs> special cheerfulness and joy because they bring so much of it to us <laughs> yes let that tradition continue forever <laughs> and what else you got for me scott what else do you have? well i've got it i've got another tune um 
And this one's a, a Polish tune. Again, reading it, Polish is kind of a cool language. It it doesn't have a lot of um, vowels in the language, but yeah. this, this 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 tune's called. You you may be familiar with this one. It's called "Infant Holy, Infant Lowly." In Polish, you pronounce it as "Shoby Leisure," and so there's lots okay. of W's and Z's and yeah. X's I was say and, I'm I'm looking at the the written form of the name and i wouldn't have pronounced it that way now that you've said it i can see that but uh not only are there w's and z's there's also like crossed out letters and dots above consonants and stuff all kinds of things that i have no idea what to do with yeah and this one's this one's really cool i mean once you hear it you're like oh yeah i i recognize this tune um it's a traditional polish christmas carol and it's kind of cool. This song also could date back to the 13th century. So we're we're talking ancient musical history for both of these tunes. Um, I love that. When I, when I when I encounter tunes like that that are so old, I just like I can't help but wonder like what did did someone turn over a rock somewhere in like Western Europe and find <laughs> sheet music, you know, chiseled into it? Like how right. how on earth does such a thing last so long? It's amazing. See, that would be a cool thing to figure out. Like, where did this song come from? Who tracked it down? Yeah. You know, what was the history of that? So um, I think it was translated into English in 1920. Um, and it's interesting. This song's rhythm resembles that of a Polish folk dance called a mazurka. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, this was popularized by Frederick Chopin. Um, and it's kind of interesting. The short rhythm phrases lead to a crescendo at the start of each stanza's final lines that goes to Christ the babe is Lord of all. Mm. Let me just read um, a little bit of the, the lyrics from that in English. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wish I could speak Polish, but I cannot. Um, but it starts with infant holy, infant lowly, for his uh, bed a cattle stall, oxen lowing, little knowing Christ the babe is Lord of all. And then it, it goes through and where it climaxes again, it says, Christ the babe is Lord of all. And then it gets quieter and repeats that strain again, Christ the babe is Lord of all. Mm. So it's kind of cool.
just a couple other notes about it. I've got a recording we can include in the show notes. It's from the Warsaw Philharmonic uh, Choir and Orchestra. It's a recording from 2015. And it's it's interesting um, listening to how they play it. It's very upbeat. Um, but as they play it, they also stretch the musicality of it. And they have some really slow, kind of beautiful strains that come through it. It, it's this back and forth dialogue, I think, between the women's section of the choir and the men's section of the choir. Um, you'll have to listen to it. It's it's really cool. I like that recording. Yeah. And um, this is this is kind of interesting. I love music videos as well. There's a recording from the Tabernacle Choir um, where they sing it in English, but they do a music video and they they pair the music with a, a man that's being uh, released from prison. And I think as you read through the text and you hear the music, it's it's very poignant. Mm. And they do kind of, you know, the slow traditional Christmas sound to it, but that one's really kind of cool as well. Mm. And I think I've got a recording, I don't know if it, well, maybe it's just for the chanter, but it's uh, James McGilvery where he plays just the simple tune. And yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to hear that as well. Mm. So um, music is, is great. We, our family just loves listening to music and playing music at, at Christmas time. Um, Are you going to be playing your pipes for your family this year? Um, I can. Yeah, I hadn't hadn't planned to do that, but yeah, it's just going to be our immediate family. We're not getting together with anybody else, but yeah, it's a year yeah. of staying home and being cozy with the immediate family, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks.